Chuck and his team, we feel as though a weight has been lifted, and we can move on without the worry of a troublesome timeshare. Whether you owe ten to two hundred fifty thousand dollars in your timeshare, it's my mission to get you out of your timeshare, eliminate your payments, and get them off your back permanently. And we finally have an A plus rating with our Better Business Bureau. Want to learn more about getting rid of your troublesome timeshare? Call Wesley Financial Group now for your free consultation. Call eight hundred seven eight six ninety three hundred. to Matthew chapter 28. We begin our reading at verse number 16 of Matthew 28. And the word of the Lord reads, Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded. 
Our opening words today come from the Reverend Kristen Harper. Each day provides us an opportunity to love again, to hurt again, to embrace joy, to experience unease, to discover the tragic. Each day provides us an opportunity to live. This day is no different, this hour no more unique than the last, except maybe today, maybe now, among friends and fellow journeyers, maybe for the first time, and maybe silently, we can share ourselves. singing with us. so that we know who you are and can welcome you and answer any questions you might have. We love talking about why this community is so important to us and we'd like to hear what, you, what you're looking for. We hope you'll join us after the platform service for coffee and cookies in the lobby and the social hall. Also, please consider sharing your email with us on the gold sheet in your program so we can add you um, to our mailing list. You can drop it in the collection basket as it passes later in the platform service. I want to remind you to please silence your electronic devices so that you can be fully present this morning. Although, we'd love it, to, we'd love it if you could check it on, so, on social media while you're doing so. 
And now I invite Abby to read our statement of purpose so that we might hear our shared values in each other's voices. This should be on. Hello? Hello? Yeah. The Washington Ethical Society is a humanistic congregation that affirms the worth of every person. We strive through our relationships to elicit the best in the human spirit. With faith in human goodness, we appreciate each person's unique capacities. We joyfully celebrate together and support each other through life. We nurture a sense of reverence and responsibility for each other and the earth. We invite you to join our community of children and adults as we work for a world where love and justice cross all borders. Thank you, Abby. Um, as Abby lights our community candle, I invite you all to join me in the candle lighting words. May we kindle within us the warmth of compassion, the light of understanding, and the fire of commitment to build a brighter future for all. week we ring the spell in solidarity with people around the world especially holding in hearts all of those in Annapolis and our fellow congregations there that have suffered a recent loss as we listen to the chime let us remember our connection to each other and the world around us Let us hold in our hearts all that hurts in the world. And let us commit ourselves to all that calls for our work and our love. invite you now into a time of meditation. Take a moment to get settled in your seats. Close your eyes or let your gazes gently soften. Take a deep breath in and let it out. As you center yourselves this morning, I invite you to consider these words from Leslie Takahishi Morris. All that we have ever loved and all that we have ever been stands with us on the brink of all that we aspire to create. A deeper peace, a larger love, a more embracing hope, a greater generosity of spirit, a deeper joy in this life we share. Inspired by these words, let us meditate what is a deeper peace, a larger love? In the following silence, imagine what do you aspire to create?
over the white. He's got charge over the Asian. He's got charge over the Hispanic. All authority is in his hand. And so his authority says that he has the right. He is empowered to charge us to do what he's given ready to do. And what he commissions us to do, our commander-in-chief, if you will, he says in verse number 19, go and make disciples. Now, I don't really want to reduce this to just as you go, though that is fact and reality, as you go make disciples. But there is a deliberate charge here given for you to go. So it's not just in case you feel like going. Thank you for that beautiful song to Bailey and our West Chorus. Hopefully, for the rest of you, our songs sound familiar, especially to those of you who have been coming for some time. Our selections, you may have realized, are revisiting some of these, this last year's monthly songs. Because each month during the regular programming year, 
we focus on a particular theme to explore, and Bailey does a phenomenal job of selecting songs to anchor that theme over those Sundays. One for us to sing together and learn together. And we thought it would be fun as we transition out of that programming year into the summertime to look back on these themes, to look back on these songs, and reflect on the journey we've been on together. And looking at these songs, I particularly love Woyaya. I'm drawn to it because it seems to really embrace what we're doing here at the Washington Ethical Society. This message that we are going, we don't know exactly where we are going, but, and we don't know how we're even going to get there. What we do know is that the path will be hard, muddy, and rough, but we know that we will get there. Our destination will find it. Despite all of these uncertainties, together we're on a journey. And I think that's fitting, this journey of not really understanding where we're going. When I think of the story that draws so many people to West, to the Washington Ethical Society for that first time, they say that they're just driving down 16th Street and they see that sign, the Washington Ethical Society, and without knowing what that is, they just come in and see what this building is and what we're doing. Taking that first step into the unknown, but looking for something for that connection for a group of people. Here, we all want to live ethical lives. We want to live in harmony with our planet and with each other. Yet, we don't have a roadmap that tells us exactly how to do that. We want to elicit the best in ourselves and others, but how? And I wish I had a very easy answer to that question. But all I can say for certain is the, the path will be hard, muddy, and rough, as the song says. And we will face plenty of challenges. And I know in my life I face plenty of them myself. I'm not always as good, kind, charitable, or patient as I should be, especially when I get too little sleep or when I start to get hungry and I am not at my best. And so then in those times, how do I elicit the best out of you? And of course, we face more serious issues in our time. Life will throw us curveballs. We might lose a loved one or get a just vicious diagnosis. We look at a world and see ever more pain. Living in a country that has a government that will separate families and place children in inhumane conditions. We live lives where our basic necessities aren't always guaranteed and sometimes it's a constant struggle to get those needs met. And in the face of all of those struggles and in those demands, it can be hard to remember to live our highest values. It can often feel like we don't have the luxury to do so, but we still try. We still seek a community that reminds us that there is good in the world and in our lives. Hopefully a place that has forgiveness and patience when we drop our guard because we all know that this path is hard. The song, though, doesn't leave us on the muddy and rough, hard path. It gives us a hopeful place that we'll get there. If we trust this process, if we work together, we can still get there, even when we don't know where there is. 
for that answer, for what is our there, I look to this banner we have, this saying that's so common in our ethical culture societies, that the place where people meet to seek the highest is holy ground. The intention to gather, to elicit the best from others, to support each other, that work is in and of itself the destination. Something that I believe we only achieve while we're in the act of doing it. We're not looking for that final solution for a day when injustice and pain are over. Although if that day happens, please sign me up. <laughs> but in the meantime, while we're looking for that, let's journey together and trying our best along the way. And while we're doing this journey, what can ground us? What can anchor us and keep us going? Isn't that why we come to West in the first place to find those anchors, to get those reminders of what an ethical life truly is, to help us determine the path ahead? And in order to do so, sometimes it's helpful to look behind, to see the places that we've been which is one of the reasons why we're doing this yearly look back with our music, that we've just finished that programming year, that September through June track, our academic year, which shapes so much of our society. Honestly, it feels more like the academic year is what makes a year than the calendar January through December, but that might just be me, and I digress. Um, so what have we discussed over this last year at Wes? Where have we been and what have our conversations been? It could be fruitful to take this time to look at that arc, to examine those themes that we've been discussing, and for the new folks here to get a little bit of a taste of what you're walking into, what some of these pre-existing conversations really are. So by focusing on themes, I've always been excited by this concept. I grew up in congregations that didn't use themes. They used, um, well, I grew up Christian, and we used the uh, lectionary texts, which were predetermined quotes from the Bible to help us shape what our Sundays would be, what we would talk about. And oftentimes, those stories never quite fit what the community needed to hear. And sometimes they did, and when it did, it worked lovely. I'm not at all trying to put down this tradition, but a theme like hope has a lot more room to work with than one parable. And I'm sure someone will correct me about how infinite uses of parables we can have, and please feel free to do so. <laughs> um, but I've enjoyed this look through themes, through our choices of songs, our closing words, all these reminders to look at these big topics to guide us together. So today, I'm just wondering how many people remember what our last themes were this year? Just throwing a little pop quiz on you. And somehow I'm not surprised. <laughs> um, I'm not going to put you on the spot, but I'm sure you're right. <laughs> um, but really, for the rest of us who didn't raise our hands, to take a moment and think what it is that we've discussed. I honestly had to look them up as I was working on this platform. Some immediately came to mind. And others, I was like, oh yeah, we did talk about intention, didn't we? The list I have so far is welcome, courage, abundance, hope, intention, perseverance as we persevere through lists, balance, emergence, playfulness, and luck. How did I do? <laughs> um, and how did you all do? How many 10 out of 10s did we have in the room? <laughs> 
Um, and how many people thought of themes from other years or perhaps themes you thought we had discussed about and should add to the rotation? Because <laughs> we're always open to new ideas and new topics together. But these themes, they are these important, powerful terms, and they ground us in our experiences and our expectations with each other. For those of you, as I just listed them, we started in September with welcome. And I hope we all experience Wes as a welcoming place. When people speak of becoming members here, they often will bring up the one person or maybe two people who went out of their way to help them feel welcomed into this community. An ethical culture as a movement gets so much strength from its ability to welcome people from all backgrounds, from diverse opinions, beliefs, and bring it together and become this melting pot of ideas. And welcoming really is at its core, what we try to do. And welcoming is also, as we know, not just always a place of growth, it can be a place of challenge. Looking to expand often means bumping into someone else's expectations. And even though it's bumpy, we do it. One thing that's impressed me with Wes and our spirit of welcome has been our work on anti-racism, anti-oppression, and multiculturalism, the Aromac we speak of so often, and helping us focus not just on the work in the world to combat racism and oppression, but to look internally about how we can constantly be more welcoming, more multicultural. Difficult work, which is why we moved into October with courage, the bravery of just facing every single day, the bravery it takes to advocate both for ourselves and for our neighbors. And what stood out to me in October especially someone new to ethical culture movements, was our Remembrance Day. Taking that time to be brave and face our grief. As Remembrance Day, we remember those we've lost over the last year or over our lives. And the bravery to know that grief is hard and it takes courage to face it. Within November, we moved to the theme of abundance. And it was a time of year to celebrate our stone soup story here taking time to build a meal together and not just do that, but remind each other that within a community, there's always more, more than we initially thought. Someone may have the hope that we need that day or the generosity of spirit. There's something that we can always anchor with another person. Together, we are so much more than we are alone. December was hope and of course our winter festival the time of year we gather and create a play focusing on finding comfort and strength through our cold and long nights. Mornings come again, and honestly, nights are not always as bad as we fear. Now January, and that intention I almost forgot about. It's not just our New, year, New Year's resolutions. And I could take this time to ask everyone how they're doing with their resolutions. How many people remember theirs? I don't. <laughs> But maybe some of you are still going strong. And luckily, we avoid public shaming, so I'm not going to ask how you are personally doing with those intentions. Um, but more deeply, we looked at, looked at how we form a community intentionally, what thoughts and actions we bring to our interactions with each other, 
and how we approach each day, moment, and encounter with fullness and mindfulness. And setting our intentions is the reminder to persevere through February, to have that acknowledgement that we can all keep going, that we have a community that supports us. And around Valentine's Day, there's Pay Attention to Love Day, which often takes perseverance. Our relationships change and sometimes fray over time, but love can persevere. Not love always has how we imagine it. Sometimes it's just finding that love for ourselves after a difficult time. To remember that perseverance is hope, that even through all of our trials, some spark will continue and help us keep going. To go on to march in our balance, life requires balance, negotiation, community, balance, our needs, each other's needs, my desires, my needs, yours, with all is one big mess, one big sorting of balance that we need to do together. And as we transitioned out of balance, how many of you remember our delightful spring festival between balance and emergence, where we saw some emerging talents of goats some people in this community have another career for them if they ever need to just get on stage and um, gamble, was that the phrase? <laughs> uh, and for those of you who are new, sorry for the inside jokes. <laughs> um, but April was our time of emergence and Springfest helped see that as farm animals balance learning to walk and also emerging into a new world. And we learned, though, more deeply over that month about emerging through life after difficult pain, about challenging expect expectations and going forward. And thank goodness for playfulness, our, our May theme. We need it. Humanists have way too much of a reputation for not having humor. And having been at West for nearly a year now, that reputation is not well-deserved. This is a hilarious bunch. We love to play, and it's always a great temptation to me. When I'm out in the world, people are often, like, surprised to find out that I'm a clergy person. Just, um, I can't go too much into my behavior. It's not that bad. But I come from punk rock, circus, and burlesque, so... I perhaps have a baldy sense of humor, bring lots of play into my life, um, and I'm sure many people here do too. And play, though, gets this reputation as escapism from time to time, but it's not. It is rest. It energizes. It keeps us going. If we don't have time to play, how can we manage the very serious work of looking into this world? So why not put a bouncy castle in the main hall? Or did y'all call it a moon bounce up here? I, some new phrase. Um, this is that balance, learning different terms. <laughs> Finally, luck. We are so lucky to have made it through an entire year of platforms in just a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Bailey. <laughs> That laughter, just really lucky for all of us. 
And luck is sometimes good, sometimes bad, and it's the reminder that life has chance and misfortune, life has good times, it has bad, and we have to accept these changes and move with them and embrace them and see whether our luck is good or bad, we have a community together to celebrate with or to support us when we need it. So really all we have to do is uh, to be welcoming, courageous, aware of abundance, hopeful, intentional, persevere, uh, remain well-balanced, be aware of constant emergence, remain playful, and uh, be lucky. I think we'll need it. (laughs) More than enough to keep us busy for some time. But I hope that we can keep these themes alive in our conversations with each other and in our explorations. And to be honest, though, so much of my memories of Wes and over the time of this last year really stand out from outside of what happens on Sunday mornings. Outside of these theme explorations, I think primarily of the marches and the rallies that we've all attended together. Over the year, I know there was the March for Racial Justice, the March for Our Lives, and yesterday a number of us were at the Families Belong Together rally in March showing up to challenge unjust immigration practices and inhumane treatment of children and families. Time and time again, I'm impressed by how quickly members of this congregation respond to national crises. We are quick to put our bodies and our values on the line and on the streets. Outside of just protests, there's the Washington Interfaith Network to do engage in grassroots organizing on the district level. We partner with Sanctuary DMV, We host the Immigration Film Festival. We have a very dedicated Earth Ethics team. There's no doubt when I think of the year of work at WES that our commitment to justice is at the heart of this community. I remember asking Amanda, our senior leader here, when I first applied to be the intern, I asked about WES, its core focus. Having never really worked with a humanist congregation before, I was kind of asking, what grounds you? And she thought for a moment, and she said, she said, justice. The glue that binds West together is a commitment to stand against injustice, to improve ourselves while trying to confront injustice in our lives and our world. And this sounded great to me, and also I had some skepticism. Because a lot of organizations will talk up justice work. It's a very trendy topic. But I've been impressed with our ability to walk much of the talk that we put out there. Even just yesterday at the rally, I was hearing some of our youth talk about how many protests that they've been to, you know, pretty young, and they've already been to more than I ever have. And they're old hats at this, and it's just so inspiring to see. We even had one infant in our community yesterday, just a couple months old, and already at a protest, already not able to stand, not able to get out of their stroller, but they were rolling for justice. (laughs) Not that we're perfect by any measure, that there's always more work to be done, and that Wes is still a predominantly white congregation. And in this justice work, we always need to continue and examine how white supremacy and patriarchal culture have shaped us and continue to influence our society. And in that line, I'm very grateful that we have our Aromac 
anti-racist, anti-oppression, multicultural team. They're doing assessments and doing audits of our congregation, helping us see what work we still need to do to grow, where we still need to grapple with, where we need to change, where we still let com our community and our partners down. When we look at this work and we can say, Wes isn't perfect, but no one's asking us to be perfect either. We are only asked to try to engage, to learn, to listen, to change. Perfection is a way to let yourself lose before you even begin. Because in this road, everyone knows we make mistakes and we need to keep going through those mistakes to apologize, listen, and change. And try again. That, of course, is the less than glamorous work that goes with justice organizing. We love the marches and the rallies and that chance to chant together, to wave our fun signs and show our resistance to hatred. And that's all important work, but is only fueled and made stronger by self-awareness and commitment to personal change. And as we look at what Wes does, I'm glad that we're not afraid to try to engage that difficult space. To say, yes, we want to support justice, and yes, we have a ways to go, because everyone still has a ways to go. And these are our, our tensions, the lessons I've really been learning as my years, your clergy intern. And keeping all of this in mind, our commitment to personal change, our social justice, and our themes, well, that all helps us keep rooted on this journey together. A journey that just looks at the world and ourselves and continues to imagine something different. We imagine a place to be a resistance of hate. We believe in creating a community that holds each other and the world, especially in a world that feels callous. As a community, we have shown that we don't want to accept something just because it's the way it's always been or the way it's always been done. And over the next couple of weeks, and my term as the sabbatical clergy person here, we'll be exploring new ways to engage and creating alternatives, looking at tools and experiences and hoping to inspire everyone to continue to take creative and innovative approaches to life whether it's in our personal worlds or it's trying to remember to breathe when everything is telling us to rush or to have confidence when we are told we aren't enough, just to come together and dream and work towards a just society. There are always more paths than are presented to us and West can continue to be a home for creative resistance. Thank you.
the time when we share our reflections on the platform, how what we have heard resonates on our, you know, in our lives. I'll bring the microphone around. Please raise your hands and begin by sharing your first name. Does anyone have a brief reflection to, to share, a takeaway that may stay with you in the week to come? Please be sure to uh, make um, the microphone close to your mouth.